Historical Advisory Board. Um, Mr. Buckley, if I could have you do the roll call for us. Certainly. Um, Board Member Borthwick. Present. Board Member Jones. Present. Board Member Hernandez. Present. And Chair Sanchez. Present. Board Member Saxby is uh, absent this evening. Okay. Um, moving on to uh, item number two. Uh, so these are non-agenda public comments. Um, anybody from the public may speak for three minutes regarding any matter not currently on the agenda. And I believe we do have a public speaker tonight, correct? Uh, yes, uh, Shelby Sheehan has okay. uh, raised her hand, so. Hi there. Hi, Ms. Sheehan. Hi, I'm pleased to um, speak today um, on uh, the issues that I brought up before and then also an item regarding the hangars in uh, Seaplane Lagoon and the illegal fencing that's there. Um, I brought those, uh, I, I submitted three different comments and um, two of them are exclusively about Seaplane Lagoon and uh, the hangars, including the new PICA lease that that's out there. Uh, that they just approved that has not been implemented yet. And I hope that, that the Historic Advisory Board can review uh, review the, the lease because they should have, even though it wasn't before the board, because it is in the historic district and it does propose an alteration to the exterior um, of the hangar that is also in the Tidelands Trust. So I believe there's a miscarriage of process here. I also believe it was deliberate because um, I can't imagine that someone with the professional experience that um, people have there that would not know that you should review it. And I do think if it was reviewed, you guys, you guys would not um, allow them. Uh, and I don't even think we have the authority to allow allow them out there because of the land use regulations. Um, again, I did put all of this in my comments, so I do hope you uh, read them. And I also believe that it's appropriate for you to respond. Um, I just had another reading of the Sunshine Ordinance ordinance to myself and um, it is appropriate for people for uh, board members to respond if they desire and then I also uh, the other comment that I sent was uh, more broad than that and uh, I wanted an answer to my question about the agenda items I would like to have to be able to be operated independently of the planning board as it should be and it should be providing itself a proper check on the planning director because right now he's got ultimate authority and absolutely no check, even though the city attorney should be checking on him. Instead, he's subordinating himself also to do him and the planning board. So I would really like the HAB to be able to make their own agendas, follow their bylaws, and follow their bylaws and be an independent board and have the oversight over the design review and um, planning department like they should have. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do we have any other public comments? Uh, no. Okay. okay, so since this is a non-agenda item, uh, are there any comments, uh, non-agenda comments from the board? Okay. So we're gonna move on to item number three, uh, the meeting minutes. So we are reviewing the meeting minutes from our July 6, 2023 meeting. If we could please, um, are there any corrections to this, uh, to the meetings? 
meeting minutes? No. Okay, do I have a motion to approve? Motion to approve. Can I get a second? second. Okay, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor of approving the meeting minutes from July 6th of 2023, please say aye. 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 Okay, uh, passes by unanimous vote. Okay, so moving on to item number four, regular agenda items. Okay, so our, uh, we're at item 4A, uh, which is PLN 230121 for a property located at 1251 Park Street. And I believe we have a presentation from Mr. Sablon. Thank you, uh, uh, Chair Sanchez and rest of the board. My name is David Sablon. I'm with the Planning, uh, Building, and Transportation Department, and I'll be making a, a brief presentation about uh, tonight's application for a certi certificate of approval for 21 or 1251 Park Street. Um, so, what what the project proposal is is to fully demolish uh, the existing 1,200 square foot. Uh, one-story commercial building and then build a new two-story uh, mixed-use building with uh, about 1,500 square foot commercial space on the ground floor uh, and two residential units on the upper floor. And so um, with this project, um, the process is, is since this building was built before 1942 and it is on the historic building study list with an H designation, uh, it requires interim review uh, to be uh, through the certificate of approval process to be demolished uh, and it needs approval from the historical advisory board. Um, and then uh, the des design for the new building will have to go through uh, design review approval from the planning board. Um, so kind of just to jump right into the project, uh, 1251 Park Street uh, was built originally in 1922. Uh, it was uh, significantly altered in 1941. Um, here we see a, a, a copy of the Sanborn map. This is uh, how the corner of Ensenel and Park Street uh, looked in 1939. Um, and just kind of a quick uh, closer look, uh, outlined in red is uh, 1251 uh, Park Street uh, in, as it stood in 1939. Um, just to uh, the right of it at, at 1257 um, is the Park Hotel, uh, which when making a nomination for the Park Street uh, Historic District was identified as the southern end of, uh, of the Park Street Historic District. So this uh, property was, was always considered outside of the actual historic district. Um, to kind of go back on what I had talked about earlier, the, the property is on the historic building study list with an H designation. And what the H means is that the building is, could be historic, uh, essentially because of its location or its appearance. Um, the surveyors at that time felt that before any other, you know, alterations or demolitions take place at the, there should be a little bit of uh, research into that. And so um, this is how the property uh, looks now, um, or overhead looks now. Uh, to the right, instead of the park hotel, it's a jack-in-box. Uh, and to the left is, is a parking lot. Um, and also I want to uh, thank the Alameda Architectural Preservation Society for providing a uh, high-res uh, version of this photograph you see here. This is how the, the building looked in 1979. Um, and then this is how the building looked in 2017 um, when it was occupied. Um, so when making, uh, when approving a certificate of approval to demolish a building, you have to make uh, four findings. Uh, the first one is that the structure to be demolished does not embody distinctive characteristics of a type or period, region or method of construction, nor does it represent the important work, uh, the work of an important creative individual. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, looking at the building itself, it does not have uh, any special uh, distinctive characteristics, uh, especially it doesn't, you know, relate to the uh, existing buildings in the Park Street Historic District. Um, so for this finding, we, you know, uh, staff recommends you can make this finding. Uh, finding number two, uh, there are no events associated with this property that make a significant contribution to the history or cultural heritage of local or regional history. Um, as I noted uh, before, this, this building is not associated with the Park Street Historic District, um, so there's no really any uh, you know, significant contribution to this, the local or regional history. Um, finding number three, the property is not associated with persons important to local, state, or national history. Um, and so the builder uh, actually was a very prolific builder. Uh, J.H. Young was a prolific builder for residences uh, within the Alameda in the early part of the uh, 20th century. Uh, you see here um, a trio of some of the buildings that he built on uh, Clinton Street and so, uh, or Clinton Avenue. Um, and so he uh, had no other, you know, couldn't find any records of other commercial buildings um, or any, you know, commercial, yeah, important commercial buildings. And so, um, the building itself is is not associated with uh, uh, with J. H. Young's impact on the city. Um, finding number four, and the last one is property does not yield any important information important in prehistory or history, and this is essentially you know uh, cultural artifacts or potential for cultural artifacts, and so you know this site as mentioned before, has been developed since 1922. It's been, uh, you know, neighboring property was paved over for, for the parking lot and for Jack in a Box, um, as well as the, there are areas um, where there's potential for, uh, you know, uh, ancient artifacts, uh, cultural artifacts, I'm sorry, uh, to be, be uh, found, um, but this Park Street is not one of those areas, and so um, there's, there's, you know, no, no chance to, to yield any important information. Um, and so I also, um, uh, you know, talking about what's going in place, uh, this is a, a rendering of the proposed, proposed mixed-use building. Um, and so uh, staff's recommendation is to hold a, a public hearing and adopt a resolution approving the certificate of approval to demolish 1251 Park Street. And then also uh, to provide any input and direction to the planning board when they meet um, uh, at, at a later date for the design review of the new building. Um, so I'm available to answer any questions. Uh, my colleague, Deirdre McCartney, is available uh, via Zoom as well. Thank you very much. Uh, does the board have any questions? Um, I have a question. When, so you cited the Park Street Historic District. Um, when was that nomination last updated? Uh, well, I think the, the nomination was at 82. Okay. And so yeah, that Thank was when, when that portion was written. Um, could you uh, go back to, there was a point in your presentation where you were referring to the historic designation and the fact that it was an H and that there was some determination that further study would be required to determine its historic evaluation. Uh, could you uh, reiterate that for us again? Sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, the H designation, um, essentially, you know, it because of its location, um, you know, the the you know, surveyors in 1979 felt that before you know, the city allows any type of de demolition or, or huge alterations, we should look to see if it has any type of connection to someone important or to the actual historic Park Street Historic District itself. Right. And so through this process, we've determined that it does not. Okay, thank you. Uh, other questions? 
Um, so I, do we have, um, I guess I had one, the, the only other question was, um, well, maybe I'll, I'll save my comments for, for when we get the discussion, thank you. Um, do we have speakers on this item? Uh, yes, we have one. We have two speakers. Um, first one is uh, Shelley Sheehan. Okay, uh, please proceed, Ms. Sheehan. Hi. So, um, I, I again, I appreciate this item as well because I, I can't really speak on the historic nature of it. However, the I'm glad that we're able to, or that the HAB is able to make um, recommendations on the design because that's what struck me most was that this building design is more of the generic modern stuff that's been being put up all over the place. It's not very Alameda-ish. And um, it also, I would think, would require a step back on the second floor to be uh, akin to the buildings around it. Of course, not jack-in-the-box, but and to have more of the historic character that it had during the time that it was, that it was originally built. And I have questions about that fence that they're planning because there's parking right next to it. So I don't know if they'll even be able to build the fence. So that would be something that they should be concerned about. And also the footprint is going to be bigger. Um, it's a private party, so I guess it's up to them to work it out. But just the design of the exterior, I, I really think should have more architectural homage to the time and, and the, the classic buildings around it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next speaker. Uh, yes, the next speaker is uh, Chris Christopher Buckley. Oops, okay. Mr. Buckley. I, sorry, I made a mistake. I promoted him to panelist. <laughs> no worries. Uh, but he can he can speak now. Okay, Mr. Buckley, are you there? Oh, we give him a second. Yeah, let me try this again. Okay, um, so he should be able to speak now. Okay, Mr. Buckley, do you? Yes. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can now, please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Christopher Buckley with the Alameda Architectural Preservation Society. We sent you a letter and um, like to go over some of the points in the letter. Um, and bear with me for a moment. I'm, okay, I see the time clock, good. Um, you know, first, we do not oppose the demolition and uh, we'd like, but we'd like to thank the applicant for developing a design for the new building that if it's well executed, we think we'll have a good relationship with the neighboring historic buildings. There's some elements of the design though that we believe should be clarified and modified that we list in detail in our letter. And we are asking the HAB if you agree with these comments to communicate them to the planning board. First, I'll go down some of the points in the letter. I'm not gonna try covering all of them. Um, the first is clarification, provide design treatment behind the awning. The treatment appears to include transom windows set within stucco wall surfaces over the storefront with undifferentiated stucco wall surfaces above the upper floor entry and will presumably be similar to the configuration on the south elevation. Uh, but it's hard to know that for sure without seeing the actual architectural treatment of the elevation. So we're asking that a rendering be provided without the awning so we can see what the architecture actually looks like. Second, 
it's, it appears that there's no transom window above the upper floor entry on the right, and we recommend that transom window be installed there so there's a continuity of transom windows on that front elevation. Uh, moving on to comment four, arranged bulkhead brick tiles and interlocking as running bond pattern rather than the proposed vertical stack pattern, which is a somewhat modernistic pattern. A running bond interlocking pattern is more consistent with the historic buildings uh, surrounding this, this, this site. And a sample of the actual brick should be provided. It looks promising, it should be variegated, but an actual sample should be provided. Um, comment five, provide a vertical section detail through the storefronts to allow assessment of projecting and recessed elements, particularly the degree to which the windows are recessed from the bulkheads. Uh, six, confirm that two by four vertical trim will be provided for the windows on both floors. Section seven on sheet D1 implies this will be the case, but more clarity is needed. Uh, skipping to item eight, indicate the material and colors of the storefront entry door. It's not shown on the door schedule. The existing do storefront door is pretty interesting, and uh, if they could incorporate that into the design, that would be great. Um, moving on, running out of time here. Um, for um, number 12, two upper floor windows, side windows provide a horizontal mutton or similar horizontal element that aligns with the meeting rails of the paired center windows. And finally, the hardy plank siding. It should be a smooth surface with no notation raised wood grain, which looks synthetic. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, do we have any additional speakers? Uh, no, that's it. Okay, so we'll go ahead and uh, close the public comment portion of this item and we'll open it up to board comments and discussion. Would anybody like to begin? Um, I actually have a follow-up question about the Park Street Historic District. Are there guidelines, design guidelines associated with that historic district? Um, I don't believe there's there's specific, like there, we have a Webster Street design guideline, um, a design manual, but not specifically for Park Street. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, sure, I have a comment, um, or a couple of comments. Um, I guess, uh, number one, uh, I'm glad that there's work being done to this particular building. It's a little bit of an eyesore, a little sad. Um, I, I believe there's been vandalism, um, and so for someone to invest in this particular property and also attempt to, you know, have design elements to uh, sort of uh, be a part of Park Street. I, I, I do appreciate those things. Um, but I also, uh, I realize that in just being pragmatic, there's so many decisions and so much work uh, that goes into, um, you know, having this building become, you know, tangible. Uh, however, I do hope that during this process that the applicant would um, really hear what the, um, the, uh, the Architectural Preservation Society has to say. I, I agree with all of their comments and I know that, you know, I don't know the background of the applicant, but knowing what a Munton is or, you know, thinking about various architectural details can be quite overwhelming. But if they, you know, I, I know that APS is usually available for 
questions. There's such a wealth of knowledge. Um, and just to do that extra bit of work, I think will certainly pay off. Um, I do feel like the windows um, seem really modern, and I understand uh, you know, that we have to uh, be kind of in line with what's available, uh, like uh, the technical side of windows, you know, uh, thinking about the environment, thinking about energy efficiency, all those things are very important. However, I think um, one of the comments that uh, Mr. Buckley talked about were um, just the various spacing uh, in the windows, and, and forgive me if I'm not quoting him very well, but obviously the, the document's all there, um, itemized um, within today's uh, agenda. So I hope that the, own, uh, the applicant can um, really look through those comments, but um, just the various uh, like borders around the windows I think should be um, thought through so that the modern clad material of the windows don't seem so harsh. Um, I think also um, color wasn't really talked about, but it was in the, the documents. Um, I would highly recommend, um, you know, just the extra, I, I know everyone's like working with a limited budget, but there are colorists out there that, you know, um, really uh, have a wealth of knowledge. Um, and I'm not going to talk about any particular colorist because, you know, I'm, I don't think that's my place. But if you do some research, I'm sure you would be able to uh, get connected to amazing people that understand history, that understand color within different settings and lights, um, that can look at various buildings next to one another and understand how to uh, just elevate this building by either complementing or contrasting, understanding um, just uh, the historical colors that were, that are still even relevant today. Um, yeah, I understand it's such a hard thing to, uh, you know, not recreate history, and yet there are design elements that withstand the test of time. And so it, I think that when it's done right, when it's done with a lot of consideration, it just makes all the money and the funding and the effort just pay off that much more. So I, I think that's what I would like to say that to the applicant. Again, kudos to undertaking this project, any kind of project like this, um, I'm sure requires so much work and a lot of expertise, but I have to say, I've, I've driven around Alameda quite a bit and considered this in the last few months. And when there are modern elements placed upon older homes, somehow there's a mismatch of character that just doesn't feel right. Um, and so uh, I, I feel like uh, those things, uh, when considered, uh, could really, um, really elevate the property. And also, I'm kind of missing the tile work. Um, that kind of tile style on the bottom portion of the, like the kind of the base, is something that I see a lot within Park Street and Encinal um, in the sort of residential districts. And then they kind of went with this brick pattern, but um, 
that's just my own personal opinion, but I think I'll stop there. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, Board Member Hernandez, do you have any? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to ask a clarifying question about process. So right now we're talking about the uh, certificate of approval motion to allow for demolition, but the intention is that uh, should this project move forward, we would still have uh, input as to the design, so we don't need to necessarily be doing that at this point. Um, actually, no. It's uh, we are asking now for for so, input. So this is yeah, this yeah, is, this is, is, it. is the, your It's chance. not like it will come back to us. Okay, got it. So it, just to clarify on that point, um, so my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that we would approve the certificate of approval for the demolition, and in addition, provide recommendations to the planning board for their design review portion of the approval of the project. So after it went through us, it would then go to planning board. Directly, yeah. And then planning board would receive our recommendations. So that would be our chance to opine on the on the design aspect of it. Got it. Okay. Do I have that correct? Yes. Great. Uh, anything else? Um, yeah, so in regards to the demolition, um, obviously this is just the approval, not the actual demolition permit. Uh, I know exactly where this is and I'm concerned, obviously, with the proximity to Park Street. There's public transportation right there. Um, are there any hazardous materials as a, an assessment been done of that for this building asbestos? I'm sure there's lead paint due to its age, but. Um, this could be a particularly impactful demolition on the community uh, just because of where it is and you know it's a high traffic corner it's right at a public transportation spot so um, I would just urge uh, uh, the applicant as part of demolition to you know really uh, go out of their way to make sure a good demolition plan is in place um, uh, because it's you know, a lot of people aren't gonna get to work on time. <laughs> and there's already enough going on on Park Street these days with the uh, street work and um, uh, drainage work. Um, I guess that's, that's my big comment as far as the um, demolition goes. Yeah, I think the, uh, we'll just, I'll, I'll share with you that those, uh, the demolition permit will require um, both investigation for, you know, for lead and, and uh, asbestos and for presence of those and abatement is a requirement for the demolition permit. So there will be, uh, I'm sure that'll be part of their process as for they sure. get into the building side of things. Okay, a uh, couple questions to start off with. The so maybe we could address a couple of the questions that were ra raised in the AAPS uh, letter just so that we can get those um, first. So the I didn't find uh, whether the awning specified the material. Is, is there a specification on the material for the awning? I believe it names the, the company, but they I guess maybe a different way to ask the question is, are they restricted to a certain a certain uh, material or could they select whatever material they chose for that awning? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they could be restricted with the condition of approval to have a specific type 
of of yeah because i'm looking at the plans right now no that doesn't specify okay. um and so that's something that yeah you can recommend or okay um so that was my first question the second question was um with regards to the windows um have they I don't see a detail that sort of shows that it's compliant with the design review guidelines. So have, is that the intent? Um, I'm not familiar with that uh, particular brand of windows and I haven't used them before. I'm not sure whether they can be made compliant with regards to the setbacks and profiles. Um, do you have any information you can share with us on that? Uh, I don't have any specific information on whether these can, but, um, but as far as uh, process goes, that is um, definitely a condition of approval that can that can be made. Uh, that you know, when they apply for building permits, they demonstrate how that these these windows will meet that, and you know, that be a uh, section drawing. Okay, uh, that showing. they would be compliant in that way. Okay, ha having used those windows personally, uh -huh. it can be done. Okay, it's more in the installation and casing detail. It depends how they're installed. Got it. Okay. Um, let's see. There's one other. Um, oh, so I, I guess one the point made at the end of the letter. So was there any, um, do you know if they ever explored the possibility of maintaining the, any portion of the existing building as part of the project? Or was the assumption always that that wasn't viable and that yeah yeah as, as it came to us they you know the applicant had pretty much felt that that, that wasn't a viable option so it came to us as a, as a full demo okay okay fair enough um does anybody else have comments they'd like to share yeah i guess just along the same line so i'm assuming that they didn't indicate that they looked into federal or tax or federal or state tax credits for like a rehab or rehabilitation project, we don't know. Okay, thank you. Okay, um, so I'm gonna just go through it, I guess. Um, I'll throw out my my suggestions. Um, so I would I would propose that the awning be a canvas awning rather than other material. I think that that would be appropriate. Um, I would agree with. Um, AAPS's assessment that I don't know that uh, whether it's a section detail or a separate elevation without the awning to indicate what the treatment above the entry door to the units I think would be helpful. I think they make a salient point that if that awning were ever eliminated that you would have two nice transom windows and then you would have sort of a blank there um, so I think that that could be important. Um, I. I'm a little bit torn with regards to the tile. I, I agree with board member Jones. I, I feel like um, if I were tackling this one, I would personally opt more towards the traditional tile for the, uh, for the base below the windows. Um, I'm not opposed to the brick that they propose and I'm not necessarily opposed to, I, I think AAPS proposed uh, doing a running bond rather than a stack bond. I mean, in the end, this is a this is a new building, and you know, so it's not um, trying trying to make it fit within the fabric. I think is is uh, admirable. Trying to make it look like it was built in 1900 is probably not feasible, and I'm not necessarily sure that that's the goal. So I would say I'm not opposed to the material that they're proposing with regards to the base. Um, I think tile 
I would probably lean towards tile and be happy with that, but I'm not sure that I would want to place a condition on them and limit their. Um, let's see, what other uh, items do we have here? Um, okay, for the for the entry door, yeah, I, I again, I think for security reasons, I wouldn't mind it being a solid door. I think if they were okay with a glazed door or a half glazed door, that could be appropriate. Um, certainly having a transom above, I think would tie in the facade. Um, there was, I don't know that um, this was brought up as one of Mr. Buckley's comments, but I would say that the, the way that the windows are shown, especially on the front, I think on the side elevation, I could be a little bit more, I could be convinced to let them mold the two windows as one unit, but I think having a more typical sort of mold where we have a center post with the two windows mold um, and then cased would be m more appropriate. Um, and likewise, I think the side windows, for me, just the having the, um, the double hung windows in the middle and not having um, at least a check rail to simulate a double hung window on the sides is a little bit bothersome, so that would be my suggestion. Uh, let's see, anything else? Um, yeah, the materials of the entry, I think, again, those, um, I think that, so in the end, uh, going back to the point I made earlier, I don't think this building should look like the all the buildings on Park Street identical, um, but I do think that there are some sort of character-defining elements that, are, that make those buildings attractive. I think the, the recessed entries having an attractive ceiling treatment and an attractive uh, flooring finish leading into those alcoves is one of the things that I find very attractive and, and is sort of a, a defining character element of a lot of those. So I think, again, having something that alludes to that and sort of uh, an homage to that would be great. Uh, and Yeah, I, I would agree that the hardy plank, I, I think having a smooth, um, I think hardy plank is fine, and if they do a smooth uh, finish on it, I would probably be happier than if they chose something with a texture. Um, otherwise, I think that's, I think that's it. So does anybody else have any comments, suggestions? So uh, I, I did have a couple of questions about the treatment of the hardy siding and the details that they show in both the renderings and the elevation. Um, and this was brought up in the public comment letter about the lack of coins in the corners, um, uh, but joining hardy board corner to corner and mitering it is pretty impossible. Uh, it's just not a detail that the manufacturer would support, uh, let alone one that could be pulled off elegantly or in a waterproof manner. So I don't think what we're seeing here is how it's actually gonna happen. Uh, so if there are coins, great. Uh, that's part of the standard anyway. Uh, and I think the idea of a one by four or one by six is perfectly adequate. Um, but uh, another thing that's unclear in this is based on their renderings and what they're specifying, what we're seeing isn't what they're specifying from a visual point of view. 
uh, they're specifying a six and a quarter inch board, which would probably have a five inch reveal. Uh, so just to clarify, what, what are they really using um, and how does that carry around the building? Um, and what are those coin treatments gonna be or how are they gonna turn the corners in the waterproofing? And I, I wasn't able to find, maybe I just didn't put my finger on it, but the window casing detail, um, which I know will be part of how, uh, oh, here it is, I found it. Just to make sure the setbacks, because uh, the mill guards come in different, um, if they're using new construction mill guards, they'll be different profiles. So maybe they're gonna use a stucco flange versus a standard flange. So that'll determine the setback of the window face from the, the flange and how they arrange the casing around the window will ultimately determine how far back into the wall it appears. Uh, so um, it's not clear from the number seven detail on D1 what those dimensions really are. Yeah, they have, um, they do a better job of it on number nine with regards to the setback um, for the jams, right? Yeah, but I don't, I just didn't see numbers as to like, yeah, yeah. What, what are the numbers? Mm -hmm. Okay. So our, um, uh, basically our decision is to make a motion to approve or disapprove the certificate Correct, and then with regards to recommendations, um, how do we go about that? Do we need to enumerate those? Uh, no, I mean, we've been taking notes, um, and I think that the process uh, for this is we'll, you know, as staff, we'll meet with the applicant to kind of, you know, explain these and go over them um, and see, you know, uh, if there's any issues with them, and then, um, you know, if they accept them, you know, revising the plans before we then go to the planning board. Okay. And then also recapping all your recommendations to the planning board okay. and kind of addressing how they are addressed in the plans. Sounds very good. And as a, a follow-up question to that, um, would it be possible to request that we could see this again? Because I don't think this design is done you know, and the planning board will do what they're gonna do with it, but will we have a, another chance to at least see what's, what's gonna come of this? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Is you that, can let us know what the, that, uh, what the process for that would be. Well, I, I think because it's a demolition, there isn't really a role for design review. It's not in the district. Um, it will be taken off the list. So I think it, you know. Once it's gone, after, after that's tonight, it. I think yeah. that's it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say that the, you know, the, our, I guess, as a board, we wouldn't have purview over the design again after tonight. Right. However, as a private citizen, we're welcome to show up to the planning board and say our piece. For sure. So, yeah. uh, just so I'm uh, understanding this, because we haven't been, uh, at least in my tenure yet, sure. been of through course. this part of it, we're only being given opportunity to comment on the design because it's being linked to the demolition. Correct. Right, I mean, in, in another scenario, there might be a request for demolition and no new project 
available with it, and yeah. we would just move on. So I think this is sort of a luxury to to have a plan in front of you. Okay. Yeah. I just it's it. That's why I was a little confused as yeah. to like what. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to shut our eyes to what's coming next, right? Okay. Yeah. For sure. Very good. Uh, were there any other questions or comments? Okay. Would anybody like to make a motion? Uh, I'll go ahead and make a motion. And, and we had some text. I think it's in your pr uh, pr uh, PowerPoint presentation about what that motion recommendation is. Could we switch back to that slide? So th this is staff's recommendation yeah. towards to us. <clears throat> So I feel comfortable making a motion to recommend holding a public hearing uh, and adopting a resolution to approve the COA to demolish 1251 Park. Uh, and uh, with that, provide a summary uh, of our comments regarding the proposed design uh, to be processed by the planning board and design review process. Okay, so we have a motion, do I have a second? I'll second the motion. Okay, all those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Abstain. Okay, so we have three, uh, three yeses, one abstention. Okay, thank you everybody. Um, so then we will move on to item 4B of our agenda, which is um, the draft historical advisory board meeting calendar. <clears throat> yes, um, one of the attachments to your agenda packet is a calendar of monthly meetings for 2024. Uh, these would continue to be on the first Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. here in the chambers, except uh, for July because that's the 4th of July week, and so we would bump that one week to July 11th. Um, it's certainly possible that we would cancel some of these meetings. We could also schedule special meetings if they're required, but this would be your regular meeting schedule. Okay. And do we, uh, is there anything, do we need to propose vote on this uh, agenda or is it uh, more of an informa informational? It. Yeah, you should adopt it uh, just to, uh, you know, set that in stone and then as I said it's it's the regular meeting schedule except for that one in July okay and then uh, also you get an August recess okay excellent uh, any questions or comments regarding the calendar no okay so I'll make a motion to adopt the 2024 historical advisory board meeting schedule as outlined by the staff do I have a second second all those in favor say aye aye aye, aye. okay Thank you very much. Okay, so we'll move on to board communications. So do we have any board communications? Can I, can I just make like a general quick thing? It's, it could be just anything, right? Correct, yeah, anything. Just, it's not an agenda item. Okay, yes. yeah, it's not an agenda. I just um, wanted to acknowledge the, I said I think, I, well I know they're the AAPS, but the Alameda 
Architectural Preservation Society. I think they do such incredible work. Um, they are just uh, a, just a wonderful resource, and I'm just so thankful that they just tirelessly come every single meeting and show up and do so much research to make our city so beautiful. And uh, I just went on a walking tour uh, not so uh, long ago, and um, I just I, I just really want to commend them for the fantastic job that they're doing. So. Okay, I agree. Thank you. Here, here. Uh, I'd also like to take the opportunity to welcome Stephen Buckley to our group. We're very fortunate to have you, and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, and we're happy to have you along. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Welcome. Yeah. And I've got one, one thing, and I'm probably going to say it at every meeting, but I really want to encourage the city to look into opportunities to update the context study and the survey for Alameda so that we have up-to-date, both up-to-date and up-to-professional standards documentation in which to base these types of decisions on. Thank you. And I would like to echo that comment. Yes, I'll, I'll add that as well. Uh, and you've reminded me, um, my understanding is that the high resolution image that was provided by AAPS came from an archive that, that they've scanned all of those images, is that correct? Yes, and um, I think our IT person has the hard drive with okay. all of those. And so is that something that's available to like applicants and? It, that's it's kind of um, that's kind of been a, a long-running project is you know where to to store it uh, online or for for just for staff to, to kind of be easily accessible so that's something that it's kind of a technological or you know technical uh, okay. issue that we're working through okay uh, yeah well I would say that um, it, it was extremely helpful obviously in this case and it oftentimes when we get the inventory photos they're tiny and they're very hard to make out so um, yeah it's really nice to, to have the, the higher resolution image so that's great to hear that it's ongoing okay um, any other board communications before we move on okay uh, do we have any staff communications tonight um, well I just did want to um, circle back to an item that you heard um, recently the 1420 Lafayette uh, the Emmanuel Evangelical Evangelical Lutheran Church yeah. mm -hmm. nomination for the National Register. Uh, we did receive notification that that was adopted by the uh, National Register and therefore it's now also on the California Register. So um, that uh, that action was uh, supported. Excellent. Thank you for the update. That's great to hear. Okay. Do we have anything else? Okay. Uh, very good. So. If we don't have any other items, then I would move that we adjourn the meeting. Do we need to uh, vote on that adjournment? I think you can uh, adjourn by unanimous consent. All right, very good. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you.